When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The View from the Gladys Street, a podcast by the fans for the fans, as we go on the terraces to discuss all the big talking points at Everton Football Club. Everton won, Manchester United won, and it's fair to say we were all disappointed not to come away with all three points at Old Trafford on Sunday afternoon. Welcome to the Everton Fan Podcast, I'm Ian Kroll and this is your weekly dose of the View from the Gladys Street show on the Royal Blue Acast and iTunes channel. This week I'm joined by Rob Astle, how are things Rob? Good thanks mate, you? Yeah, not too bad thanks. As well as Ben Crawford, how are things Ben? All good mate, all good thanks. Good, good. I've been told to mention that you are wearing a Christmas jumper today, what yep. is the occasion? Obviously other than it uh, being Christmas. Just a Christmas jumper day in work and I just thought I'd bring a bit of festive cheers to the podcast. Are you going to yeah. press the button? <laughs> it squeaks as well. It nearly didn't work there as well. <laughs> I couldn't find it to be honest. Yeah, I couldn't well. find the button. You did find it in the end. Um, how are we feeling anyway after the Sunday result? One-one points picked good. up at Old Trafford. Yeah, good solid point, wasn't it? Yeah, you happy with it? Happy yeah, with it definitely. Then? I think uh, we performed well. I think we were lucky with the goal, not because it shouldn't or should not have been given, because it should have been given. But an own goal like that. But you know, it's just I don't think a Marco Silva team would have gone there and put up the same fight and I think yeah I think we were unlucky not to come away with three points in the end Okay well I was going to start the podcast with the United game and obviously we we're going to talk through that which we still will do but there's obviously been some breaking news um, this afternoon which <coughs> is Monday um, the 16th of December just in case you listen to this podcast on a different day um, it is that apparently Carlo Angelotti has arrived on Merseyside for talks now Sky Sports News have broke that story, um, but there are conflicting reports suggesting that Carlo Angelotti is not in Merseyside, he's not even in the United Kingdom, he is in Rome or other various parts of the world. Um, before we get right into into that, Rob, just give your thoughts on Carlo Angelotti and is he a yes for you as, as the next Everton manager? Oh, 100%. Of all the names in the world that you could be linked that could be linked with Everton. You've got to go all out for him, haven't you? Yeah. He's he's probably what one of the top five in the world. Yeah, what he does in terms of trophies won and stuff like that. Um, it's certainly better than Moyes, Arteta, How? You know, how do you go from Eddie Howe to Carlo Ancelotti? I was going to say exactly you know, the same you know, point, you know, but with David Moyes. <laughs> you know what I mean? How do you, how do you? So you know, if these stories are to be believed, that he's interested and you know we're in talks, then. Just give the man what he wants. Just give him what he wants. And, you know, it might only be, when I say short term, I mean, you know, two and a half, three years that he lasts, but he could... That's put, long these days, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, for <laughs> us it is, yeah. But he could set he could set off like a... He could build a team and then that team's there and then for like a younger manager to come in and it, the foundations are built then for a good, solid team. Um, you know, we've tried it now with a couple of... Pro, you know, Roberto Martinez was the first kind of like, you know, project, wasn't it? Trying to build a team. Ronald Koeman tried to do the same and now Marco Silva's tried to do the same and it hasn't really worked these long-term things. Mm-hmm. So let's try and get someone in now who's who's done the business all over the, all over Europe and 
yeah, go all out for him. And I, I'm just trying not to get my hopes built up, really. Because, you know, this is this is us, after all. Okay, I mean, Ben, Carlo Angelotti now has been moved to one to two favourites to be the next Everton manager. Um, do you think it's realistic? Is it, is it going to happen? Do you think he's actually in talks with the club? Well, I mean, it's just... I think the story that tells itself, Sky Sports have released a story saying he's in the country having talks, and then all of a sudden people are betting on Skybet and making loads of money for him. So, you, me as the cynic says that that's a bit of a ploy. I, I don't know who to believe in terms of conflicting reports about where he actually is. I mean, just exactly what Rob said then, 100% he'd be an amazing, amazing choice for Everton. I don't see how we could turn him down. He'd be the most successful manager we've ever even been linked with, really. Um, but do I believe it? I'm not sure at this stage. I, I Obviously, people remember the podcast last week where I said he won't even answer the phone to Everton. Looks like he might have answered the phone to Everton. Whether or not that phone call is going to end up with him taking the job, I'm not sure. Because, like Rob said, we've been here before, haven't we, where we've got our hopes up and got excited about a big name, especially with transfers, and then you end up, you know, we were dead dead excited. We were getting Wilfred to in the summer. We end up getting Alex Awobi. So it wouldn't surprise me this time if... I'm, I'm still... The ghost of David Moyes is still around for me, and that's what panics me a bit. <laughs> do, you th- do you think that if this doesn't go to plan, then the club will then revert? Back to David Moyes. I hope not because sorry, Rob. I, I hope not because I think Ferguson's done enough to justify keeping us to keeping his job till the end of the season if we can't get Ancelotti. Yeah, I think just that's what I was going to pick up on there. I don't think I think we've spoke about it as well outside of this and said that Moyes is probably like it'd be done by now, wouldn't it? Mm. If it was Moyes. What I mean is, if we keep going through these names that we're, we're after, you know, these these high profile names, and they keep telling us no. Yeah, but but I suppose though as well, I think there's two the, the, the two factors that you've got to look at. Then is if if Ferguson keeps doing the job that he's doing, let's 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 be realistic here for a minute. He's he's riding a bit of a crest of a wave at the minute, and he's had two very positive results. But that could all go wrong in an instant, couldn't it? You know, we could. I don't want to sound negative, but it could easily we could easily be out the cup, and we could easily go. You know, get beat on uh, Saturday against Arsenal, yeah. and it's like you think you have. Oh, hang on, no, we do need someone in here. So, it, it, David Moyes for me all depends on how well Duncan Ferguson's doing. David Moyes is always the last option, and I think the board know that. I think the board agree with that as well. He's, he's the all right. It's all we can get, kind of thing. But if he's if Ferguson's doing well and he's still picking up points and results, and we're looking good and playing well, and keep him as long as you can, then and. and He's buying a board time, isn't he? Mm. To to find the right man, whether it's Ancelotti or not. You know, I'm sure. You know, th- these aren't soft. But I'm sure the club's got a plethora of names who are thinking, right? We'll go here, we'll go there, we'll go there, depending on what who says yeah and who says no. So it all depends on what's going on. But I just don't think it's going to be David Moyes anymore. I mean. Unless there's some sort of left field name that has not really been been yeah. mentioned, you know, you are looking at the likes of Angelotti if reports are suggested to be right, Moyes or Ferguson. Really, they're the three that you would say are the ones that are most likely to be the next permanent manager of Everton. Yeah, I mean, but 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 if Ferguson keeps, uh, yeah, let's take the the cup game out the situation here now, because and look at look at the league. If Ferguson picks up results against Arsenal and Burnley. Whether they're draws or wins or you know one of each, that's still actually really positive, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. I think we don't draw with Burnley. I think. But if you beat Arsenal, yeah, and you draw, do, do you know what I mean? You know, let's play the. He's not. He's not experienced, is he? You know, he, you know, you've got to. He's depleted. Yeah. Look at his injury list as well. It's staying it's, on, it's gonna staying unbeaten. It's just staying unbeaten, mm. making us hard to beat. Yeah, true. Yeah, you'd probably prefer the draw against Arsenal and then. Yeah, and the then going either way, and either, either way, four points. You know, you still, you know, you're still looking at still progress based on what it's we've still had, isn't it? based on what we've had. So there's no real rush on the board now. Like, this way, it ain't gonna be Moise. He'd be in by now, and it, it's following on I from hope, that. Obviously, we got not. Newcastle after Burnley, and I know we're looking a little <coughs> bit too far ahead here, but then we go straight into City and Liverpool, don't we? Two very, well, two very important and big games. C- City. Not not so much the Liverpool game because that's 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 the FA Cup that's a different kettle of fish, but that City game for Duncan Ferguson if he's still at the club that's a free pass. Okay. They they I know they're not having the best of season in terms of that, but they're still a fantastic team. Look, they they tore Arsenal apart yesterday. Look at our injury list compared. You know that's a free pass for Ferguson, and then you're entered into like another, a January then after the after the cup game where. It's probably you know much easier in the games than what the end of, towards the end of December was, so it all depends. This all hinges the manager for me. One, if Ancelotti says yeah, and two, how well Duncan Ferguson's doing. If Ancelotti says no, because if Ancelotti says no, and Duncan starts, the results start, start to slide. And we think, hang on a minute, we're back in trouble. Well, we are in trouble, then, aren't we? Really? Because but you've got to go out and get someone. That, you know, they'll have to make a decision one way or another. But, but that's when you were more than likely revert back to Moyes, surely. Because they, when 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 you look, what what I'm saying is when you're looking at looking at the names. I know this is all scenarios and it's it's a little bit hearsay, but when you're looking at the names, Arteta's still there, but it's looking very much likely that he is going to be the next Arsenal manager. Benitez has already come out and said he would be interested, like in not in as many words, but not at the moment. I mean, the rest, like how you, you don't want him, Emery. You know, apparently he's already turned it down. You know, there's like those three names there are more than likely going to be the next Everton permanent manager. I would I would suggest. I mean, let's stick with Angelotti. Angelotti, Ben. Um, I'm just going to reel off the teams <laughs> that he's managed: Juventus, Juventus, AC Milan, Chelsea, PSG, Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, and obviously now Napoli. He's won leagues with every single one <laughs> of those teams, apart from Napoli and Juventus. Um, Sorry, he did, he did win the he did win the league, but he's won Champions Leagues as well with all of them. And now at the end of that, Everton Football Club. What what, what does I mean? That say to you? It I don't know what to read into it. That was exactly why I made the point last week, saying I don't think he'll answer the phone tips because I've got to be honest, <coughs> and I and he obviously won't be listening to this, Willie Carlo. But I don't see what Everton. I don't see how Everton appeals to him, and that's not me being a negative. Everton. I just think at the point of his career, does he really want to? Uh, all right, he might want to come back to England. Does he really want to come back to a complete nutter sort of startup job? Because no matter what he does, or even if we get players in in January to match his ambitions, can he realistically come into Everton in a two and a half years stint or whatever it would be, and like try and win the league or even get in the Champions League? He probably won't. So I wonder, sort of, obviously, unless there's financial implications, I don't know what sort of in it for him. Everton would be absolutely stupid not to pursue it all the way. And I'd be the first Evertonian with me with me a silly flag inside the park end if he gets the job. But Scar in the mouth and all that. Absolutely. But um like I say, it's just I said to both years off air before I said it's sometimes things seem too good to be true. 
and that's a little bit what it feels like with this. And I hope I'm not being negative. I hope I'm completely proved wrong. And next time on this podcast, we're talking about a great start and a good manager bounce under Ancelotti. But at the moment, I I, I agree with you in this worrying that yeah, it probably is going to be one of them three off that list. But if it's not going to be Ancelotti, then like Rob said, if Ferguson starts slipping up a little bit and we start going backwards a bit we are in real trouble because even then because I don't get the, obviously you know my opinions on David Moyes I don't get how David Moyes comes in and is guaranteed keeping up he's took teams down before he took Sunderland down and, he, and everyone goes on about Sunderland being that bad he inherited a solid Sam Allardyce team and they had a goal scorer as well in Jermaine Defoe and he just completely and blew that team apart and took them crashing down. So all this talk of, oh, worst case now, we'll get more using and keep us up. I, d- I don't think it's that works. So yeah, yeah there's, there's no guarantees. That like, don't wrong, Sam Allardyce, we don't like him. But he, he would guarantee, st- he, he's the same manager that guarantees keep the team up. David Moyes hasn't got that reputation, I'm sorry. So out of them three names, we've got to push all the way for Ancelotti. And if it's not, yeah, probably Ferguson, to be honest. You say, you're saying, uh, just going back to your point there about Ancelotti, Thinking, why would he come here? I get yeah. that. I'm I, not trying I, to be I, no, 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 I, yeah. I, I get that. We've I, been ruined too many times yeah, by this type of thing. I, I, I under, yeah. 100% get that. But on the flip side of that, if I'm Richarlison, if I'm Luca Dean, Moise Keane, if I'm uh, Moise Keane, yeah, you know, and I'm looking, thinking to myself, oh my God, Carlo Ancelotti's my manager. Look what this guy's done for, for teams, look what he's done for people's careers. In turn, you start you start playing for your manager, don't you? In a, in a way, and, and I'm not saying they weren't playing for Marco Silva, but I think they had a nice little life under Marco Silva. You know, I don't think someone like Carlo Ancelotti would take that. I think he'd be a bit uh, more of a bit more of a, a bit more of an authoritarian, in the sense of like, no, you play for me, and that's absolutely. all there is to it. And if you want to get better, you listen to what I kind of tell you. You, this is what I've won, mate. And what have you done? In, and it could prove to be a really, really positive thing if he did come on. on well, see, that's the issue. I've got the with Carlo Ancelotti. I have got no doubt that he lift all the players, and I've got no doubt that like everyone will be dead excited. I the issue I have is I just don't know whether he'd take the job. That's the only concern yeah. I've got. I don't think I mean, he'd be a bad appointment. I just don't think he'd take it. I like. I want to touch upon that because you're basically just saying why would Carlo Angelotti? Yeah, I'm just saying because I would. Sorry, sorry, but, but all right. Then on the flip side of that, then it's win-win for Carlo Ancelotti, isn't it? Yeah, he gets a good payoff if he if he loses his job, right? Or they'll go. The media will go after three, two, three years, or however long it is. He's turned that Everton team now into a team of challenges. Yeah. But then he'll he'll be basically what I'm saying is if he does that and he, if he gets Everton in the Champions League in two years, say for instance, he wins a cup, yeah, everyone will go, yeah, he's one of the best managers in the world. He's that now. I don't, I don't, I just. Yeah, well, he, he is that now or he is at least within top five, yeah, top yeah, ten. I agree, yeah. So I'd probably say top ten. Um, but he's, he's, he's got nothing to lose because his reputation is already going to be intact. So if he comes to Everton and kind of bombs a little bit, which obviously, fingers crossed, that do, if he does come and that, that doesn't happen, then he would probably still leave Everton with his reputation still intact because, well, most fans... Well, he'll always have, it, he'll always have his reputation. You look, at, look at Jose Mourinho. Yeah, exactly, and he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't take the Everton job, I don't think. But... He left United with his reputation not in the greatest of shapes. But then you see, even United, though he was still winning trophies, even though he still, you know, do you know what I mean? And, and it, is Carlo 
Angelotti's reputation is still intact regardless of what happens for the for the rest of his career, you would have thought. And as well, you've got to look at it as well. The only other top job that's going at the minute, and I'm not talking about take care of the situation, the only top job that's really going is Bayern Munich. You've been there. Been there, you won't go there. You won't go back. And Arsenal, obviously. Uh, and, and Arsenal, but I think Arsenal's, Arsenal's you know, it's it, is, it, their, their MO is, you know, we want like a young, mm-hmm. progressive manager, which is fair enough, whatever, but, so after that, if he wants to stay and work, then you look things yourself. Well, there's an Everton team there. They've pulled millions in that squad, and no one's getting a fine tune out of them yet. Yeah. He plays four four two. Well, that's I what I was going to play. Play four four two at Napoli. Yeah. He prefers a four four two with <coughs> heavy press, um, and he's actually drawn praise for his ability to find systems and formations that best suit his players. It's flexible, apparently, isn't he, tactically? Yeah. So. In a way, that is ideal for what we need at this moment in time because, let's face it, the, the squad that he's going to inherit is literally just a absolute, not a mess as such, but, you know, there's players injured. It's a it's a, a mismatch of, you know, three to four managers, players. It's Frankenstein of a team. Yeah, so it? he's yeah. going to inherit this squad and, you know, he can't. he's not going to be able... Well, I know managers will come in and say, this is the t- style of play that I want to play, but he's not going to be able to do that with this squad because Silva wasn't able to do it. He needs to be able to find the, the strengths and weaknesses of those players and find a way to win. And that is what he is meant to be good at. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like the fact he plays 4-4-2, because I think we can all agree it's been a breath of fresh air. Mm. Since he was like, mm. and seems to bring the most out to Calvert-Lewin as well. And it's 4-4-2, to be fair. Is it on its yeah. way back? West Ham played that at the weekend on one? Uh, I think... <laughs> It depends because I think we've got to, if it's really going to be on the way back, you've got to see a lot of top teams doing it. For example, you never see Manchester City playing 4 4 2, no matter what happens. But I think it's a way of getting results when you're struggling and you're down there because I think it gets you higher up the pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be honest with you, a like you've just said, then compact. exactly. And the tactical flexibility or fluidity of Ancelotti just adds to the list of a million things and million reasons why I want him to be our next manager. He is the perfect fit and he'd be a great choice to Everton to go out and get him. It's as simple as that for me. Is there any concern about Napoli's recent league form? Obviously, he's got them into the knockout stages of the the Champions League, um, but he has lost a couple in a row. So is there any concern about that? I think what you've got to look at there, though, is the mitigating factor of the, the chairman is like, he's off his head, isn't he? You know, didn't he go? Didn't he play a game in? Um, he played the game in the Champions League, didn't he? And then all find them all two weeks wages because they didn't make it back for a, some sort of like uh, like training retreat or something like that. Uh, and I think there was a lot of the clubs in chaos from what I've read at the minute. So yeah. I don't think that's it's it's something to obviously look at and go hang on a minute. But at the same time, though, it wasn't like relegation zone. You know, yeah. it was like. Napoli were eighth, and obviously they need to qualify for the Champions, Champions League. League. So yeah. it was yeah. kind of, I think they lost like six, seven in a mm. row in the league, also, or they hadn't won six, seven. I in think, a row. I think as well, though, I get, I think we're drawing back to the same point. Everton would be absolutely off their heads to turn that man down. Yeah, if he th- if he said yeah, I'd lose faith in the said. entire management structure. But as well, but but going on to that point, no one at the minute. You can't accuse this club of lacking ambition if they're going for Carlo Ancelotti as the new manager. Absolutely. You know, developed, developed, true, though, it, it could have been so easy to, you know, to for, for, Ma- for Marco Silva to have been sacked on the Thursday and on Friday you've got David Moyes at Finch Farm with yeah. a shirt and you know, with a shirt and a scarf. Do you know what I mean? It could have been it was that easy and we I think we were all expecting that in a way, weren't we? Oh, at, I was. At the end of, you know, at the end of the day. And 
we haven't we've bartered our time. We've we've took a we've took a risk on Ferguson. You know, no one knew what was, no one knew what was going to happen, and so far it's paid off. It might not it might not continue to pay off, but he's bought the board time by getting two positive results yeah. against two top sides. So, you know, the, at least the board is showing they're going for the right men. I I, I yeah. You know, and whether it's Ancelotti or not. Or another name. At least they've tried. At least he tried to uh, allegedly they tried to ask Pochettino. At least he tried to ask Ancelotti. Because yeah. if you don't ask, you don't get. At the end of the day, and you've got to. I'm sure. I'm sure Mashiri and Marcel Brands and whoever, you know, have, have got like their little sales pitch ready for them. You know, if they are in talks and fingers crossed, it's Ancelotti. Well, from what you finished off there, that was the perfect way to move on to our next segment. Obviously, you've mentioned Duncan and mm. how he's um, he's helped. You know. Bad, bad a bit of time so four unexpected points in the last two games Duncan has come in and he's not only steadied the ship but he's <coughs> you know, he's given us our identity back hasn't he after what has been a dreadful start to the season um, would you agree with that Ben? Absolutely uh, yeah and it seems as though he's sort of gone back to basis, uh, basics with everything um, it's been really refreshing to see two strikers up front like I alluded to earlier I just think there's a different atmosphere around the club now and I wasn't sure what to expect, just like everyone wasn't when Ferguson took over because he's never been a manager before. We saw what happened last time with Unsworth. But I just think the added passion has sort of just got the fans on side and there's a different feel about it. Like if someone, again, I'm repeating myself from earlier, but if Marco Silva would have gone to that game at Old Trafford with Mason Holgate and sent some midfield and nobody fit, we'd have got absolutely murdered. I'm convinced we would. But because we'd have played this like high press, we'd have gone high up the pitch and we'd have just got ripped apart. But new manager bounce is a strange science. You know, it happens to a lot of clubs, mm-hmm. apart from Watford, funnily enough, <laughs> uh, twice in a season. And um, yeah. But it seems to happen a lot. And yeah, we're on the crest of a wave right now, Ferguson. You've got to see how we react for me, though, when the inevitable first defeat comes. That's the big thing for me. It's okay when you're building men to keep winning. If he, for example, I don't know, loses on Wednesday night, you know, not that we wouldn't expect it. You know, we I think it's a pretty even game. You know, a lot of people want us to win, but it could go either way. If he loses that game on Wednesday, touch wood, you would, you've, it's then on how the team, as well as him, react to that. Because then if we go to Arsenal and we don't beat Arsenal, then you are panicking a little bit more. So for me, although we've been fantastic last two games, I think the proof's going to be in the pudding. And, but again, if he wins Wednesday and gets his suit to the quarterfinal of the Cup, I, I don't know whether I'd disagree with anyone giving him the job till the end of the season. That's provided Ancelotti doesn't want to come. The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The View from the Gladys Street podcast. I mean, Ben's talked about the passion and everything else that's gone along with what happened against Chelsea and United. But, I mean, in terms of personnel, he has been limited, but he's got his team selections right and his tactics spot on in both the Chelsea and United game, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. He's 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 had a couple of things. Like I think what people don't realise is Duncan Ferguson's been there now for four managers and he's probably picked things up. He's picked things up off Roberto Martinez, uh, Ronald Koeman... Silver and Allardyce. I mean, they're not the best things in the world to pick up. Obviously, you know, but I'm sure there's things where he's thought, right, okay, this is how I can do this, blah blah blah. <clears throat> so I think people have under, I think people underestimated them a little bit. But one thing I think he's got, and I think he's had the element of surprise. That first game against Chelsea, going four four two, no one expected us to go four four two. Yesterday, 
the team was listed as five three two, mm. but it wasn't. It was it was four four two, and no one expected Mason Holgate to sit in midfield like that. And I think that that stunned United a little bit as well. <clears throat> so, and again Wednesday, he's got the option to bring maybe bring on, bring in, you know, to rest a couple of players. Maybe bring in Anthony Gordon. Maybe I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm. You would expect a couple I'm, of changes despite our limited options. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm just thinking off the top of my idea what he might do. So he's, he's still got that thing, but if he keeps that four four two, and the same instructions of stay compact, win your individual battles, and press when when you've um, when you've got the ball, I think he's onto a winner. And Richarlison and Carvert Lewin up front is just a breath of fresh air. You know, he didn't give um, Lindelof or Maguire a, a second yesterday. I mean, another man, is man of the match display from Dominic Carver-Lewin, who has yeah. like beefed up so much since the start. And he's a of the threat. Season. He's a th- he's a he's a complete threat now, and and it, it's not necessarily getting into goal scoring opportunities, maybe, but he's he's bringing other players in, which is which is which is just can be just as effective. So, but yeah, if if these results still go Ferguson's way, you know. It, Tough to it's argue, an op- isn't it? it's, an, it's an option, isn't it? At the end of that, and he's galvanised the fans. Them fans after that Norwich game against uh, when we played Norwich after that game, that was toxic. Mm-hmm. And then we were out for two two weeks. Then weren't we? we had um, we have an international break, and then we had Leicester, Leicester, and Liverpool, Leicester and Liverpool. To to think of that to, to go from that to being fully behind them. Back, back, you know, the, the fans are back again. I think that that's that's telling in its own right. I mean, Ferguson's almost been obviously, I don't know, but it just seems this way to me. He's almost been silenced by previous managers, hasn't he? Because mm. whether he's had much of a say in the dressing room team talks, I don't, it's quite clear that, that he hasn't, has he? Exactly. Um, I think there's probably good reason for that as well because. Although he wouldn't mean it intentionally, I think he just completely undermined anyone else who was on the touchline. I think that's another problem that I'm sure when we do get a permanent manager, if it's not Ferguson, we'll discuss where if Ferguson's kept on in a coaching capacity, which we assume he will be. I'm, I don't see how we can be an assistant manager for anyone unless Carlo Ancelotti's ego is that big that he can manage it. But, you know it what I mean? but that could that, but a smart manager would use that to his advantage. Uh, yeah, a smart, just, yeah. a smart manager to be the one. To, to give the instructions and you leave Ferguson to bark on the touchline. Maybe, and maybe this is one of the reasons why Angelotti is quite keen to come to possibly to Everton. I read the thing about Angelotti when he first got when he first got linked, and it's be, what I read is he likes his senior players to sort of manage take, the dressing room. Manage the dressing room. Why not have Duncan Ferguson do it? That'd be to be fair, that'd be a dream, wouldn't it? Like he's Ancelotti yeah, and Ferguson. And he's obviously, he knows what he's doing, tactics-wise, formation-wise, he'll know how to mm. change a game. Maybe you know? that's what we need. He can pass that knowledge on to Duncan, if need be. Absolutely, yeah. maybe that's what we need. Maybe have an Ancelotti as sort of like, forgive the reference, like a Mafia done sort of sat there calling all the shots, and then have Ferguson doing sort of the donkey work on the touchline, sort of rallying them and making sure the players don't have a minute where they're sort of dropping off or anything. Maybe that could be the perfect thing. It's just, it's difficult with some managers because there's big egos in management. And Duncan Ferguson's a very imposing figure, no matter who you are. I mean, even if you're Pep Guardiola, Jose Mourinho, you're going to be intimidated by Duncan Ferguson. So it's a balance that I'm intrigued to see how the dynamic would work if Ancelotti was to take the job. But do you think it would work? I think, uh, uh, to be honest with you, I think Carlo Ancelotti 
with me as his assistant would be just a fantastic job. I think <laughs> the man can't do much wrong. I, listen, he's the only manager we've been linked with in my lifetime <coughs> who's won more trophies than the club. <laughs> Basically, you know what I mean? It's yeah, in the entire club system. I would, yeah. Anything with Ancelotti would be fine by me. Um, back to the game then. Did you fear the worst when the, uh, the own goal, obviously, that went in our favour, went to VAR? I mean, it's us in it, so again, yeah, you do. But I mean, I was watching Sky Sports News before. Um, Dermot Gallagher said that should have stood, and he, you know, he agreed it should have stood. Yeah. I just think the guy is weak going up for it. He's just, a, he's just, he, he loses a battle with Carver Yeah. at the end of the day. But if you look at our, if you look at the replay again, Maguire's fouling one of our players, and um, Holgate's being fouled by someone else. So there's two penalty shouts in there for us as well. If you, if you, if you, if we're being really picky on it, so. But I did, yeah, I did, I did fear the worst, and it was disappointing to concede the goal we conceded. But to be fair, good goal. Eh? It was hard to, it's hard to defend because it's gone. If it, the, only, the, the only, the only critique I've got of it is maybe Mina could have closed them down a little bit more. But people had to go Pickford for it. I was like, no chance. He can't see it. It's, it's a great shot, eh? right in the corner. Yeah, you know, he can't see it. He, he's blind. He's, he's, it's got to get through three, three players before it gets to him. But. But yeah, I, 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 to be fair, a draw for United, for United on, 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 in fairness to United, a draw was a fair result. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the, the second half they turned the screw a bit, and we when we went, uh, so I was going to say when we went one 0 down, we, did, we didn't even go one 0 down. When we conceded the goal, we were back on the front yeah, foot. It, like uh, usually, yeah. like an Everton team would be just sitting back and just you know you'd you'd be expecting a second goal from United, but we actually went on the attack. So. And I think that, I, was I think, very impressed with but that, I think like. that's credit to Duncan Ferguson there because he wasn't saying right, I'll settle for my point now. Because if he's settling for that point, he's got he's got to hold, hold on for ten minutes there. That's and gonna we, be nervy. And we didn't hold on because we didn't invite the pressure on. Then mm-hmm. it was more, no, if you keep getting at them and put them on the back foot because they're not expecting that. So that's that's credit to him again. Absolutely. Just before we move on to more about the United game, an Italian journalist. Um, I hope I pronounce his name right. Tancredi Palmieri. You heard of him? I have. Yeah. Let me see the photo. He's, um, yeah, he's basically yeah. he's tweeted um, twenty past five on Monday afternoon. So Angelotti very orientated <laughs> to accept everything, which means interested. The only thing, no, didn't he also? I, I saw obviously uh-huh. while I was waiting outside. I was looking at the um, Twitter feed myself. I think him or the guy who works with also tweeted obviously in Italian, but. Me using my initiative, Google Translate, so he's on the go. And he basically said, Ancelotti, looking at the Everton job, is a case of managing and getting a job for managing's sake because he can't get anything else. So it's, it's, it's everything so. Don't stop being so negative, Ben. I'm trying, but <laughs> I'm 25 years of age. I've only seen failure, that's all. Well, I'd but we're not worrying, though. Know, we're going to get Ancelotti, we're going to win the Carlin Cup, so it's all right. Okay, let's move on from that then. I just just thought I'd mention that tweet. Is Mason Holgate the new replacement for Adjusted <laughs> Arnagay? I saw something yesterday, I saw something on Twitter this morning saying, what if, in a weird turn of events, Mason Holgate's the new centre midfield <laughs> and John Paul Gabamon's the uh, the new centre-half? That we need. Brilliant. That we, that we, I, mean, that I, mean, I thought, again, it's only one game, but it was against the Man United, you know, a decent Man United team, you'd have to say. I thought he played very well. He was position. my man of the match. I know Carver Loon got to be, he was my man of the yeah. match. He I just think. looks so comfortable there. Yeah, but he's always he's always been good on the ball. I thought Mason Holgate. He yeah. just needs to, as a centre half, I always thought he needs to be a bit bigger. But if, if he can slot in the midfield there, 
you know, yeah. so be it. Will he be given a chance, do you think, or do you think he'll just be straight back in? He'll stay. I, I think it all depends on fitness as well, doesn't it? You know, I'd certainly be playing him on um, Wednesday and Sunday. In that sorry, position. Wednesday and Saturday, sorry, in that position. Yeah. Um, but again, no, you don't know what the Ferguson's going to do, do you? You know, he might, he might, he might get Gilfie Sigurdsson fit again and he Jonas might have lost all sense of it. He might he might have um what's his name? Fabian Delph fit again. So you you never know what he's gonna do. It. You never know what he's gonna do. Hmm. Interesting. I mean the whole attitude of every single player has changed since Ferguson took over. And what I mean by that, just examples we talked about it yesterday. The likes of Richarlison, I don't remember him going down like Rolling around Want. in pain mm. yeah. um, since Ferguson's taken o- taken over. Do you think he's had a word with him and say, "Listen, you know, unless your leg has fallen off and you're seriously hurt, <laughs> you need to get up and just get get on with it." I mean, another one, Dominic Carver Lewin, clattered by Lindelof yeah. yesterday. Disgusting mm. challenge that, if you ask me, because there's no way near getting. There was the a ball. few bad tackles yesterday from United. Lingard yeah. got away with one in the first half. That should have been a book, and if Davis was one, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, what was the one? Is that the one that was high? The high one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When it stood up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. That one. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't want to talk about this too much because it did overshadow a little bit, but I'm sure you know where I'm going to go with it. The Moyes Keane sub was a, mm-hmm. you know, a unique slash strange decision, you would have to say. At the time, you know, I thought Moyes Keane didn't do enough. Um, or, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I don't think it, like he needed to come off, but obviously Ferguson saw something in him that... You know, thought you're not doing your job here, and I did highlight this. He he was gassed after about five minutes, and he barely yeah. done anything. Yeah. When we were gonna, when we had a corner, he was he was let, bent over with his hands on his knees. For me, mm. do you think Ferguson just saw it and thought you're getting off? Ferguson for me has come in last night for some massively unfair criticism on this because. He was pounced on straight away by Sky about it as well on the pitch. I'm going to talk about that. And that was a strange situation in itself. I almost, I almost feel like, like people treated Moise Keane have treated Moise Keane like he's this like almost like he's on like Sergio Aguero kind of level where he like he shouldn't be treated this badly. At the end of the day, the lad's 19. He's done nothing so far to show that he's, you know, he's worthy of a starting place. That game yesterday, when Moise Keane came on, it was at like a really like, like it was on a knife edge that game. It was in the balance. It could have gone either way. So Ferguson thinking there, either he's looked at and thought, I feel like I'm playing with 10 men here. You know, I need to do something. Carvert-Lewin's still leading the line well. I've got the Charleston still on. It's going to have to be be Moise Keane. He knows what he's getting off the ass and the ass will just run. That's what he wanted. He wanted Mm. the runner. And, he come in for some unfair criticism, really. I think Ferguson yesterday over this, and and he's made the decision, which it, for me at the end of the day has potentially earned as a point rather than he, he he's made the decision to make sure we come away with something from that game. Do you agree with that, Ben? Or I, are you? You know what? I'd like to know the mitigating sorts of circumstances. I'd love to know if there is more to it. If there is, you know, we've we've all seen the stories in the past. You know about being late training and that got gone wrong. I was just going to say, but you're not meant to know that, though, are you? I'm not. But I think if there is, we're not meant to know it, but the way you said there about Ferguson getting into his face after the match, he's made a massive statement that he knew would, would depress a jump on. He's not done anything subtle about it, has he? He's not, I'm not saying the decision was wrong, but what I'm saying is, it, I don't think it's at all unfair. 
that he's getting asked about it straight after the game because he's made a massive statement and a big decision and he's done it right in the plain sight of everyone, the Sky Sports cameras. And it does make you wonder whether there is more. Do you think, he was, wrong? Do you think he was wrong to do it? Uh, I'll be honest with you, at the time I did because I didn't see what he has just said there where he was gassing and he was putting his hands on his hips. I, I must have missed it during the game. I didn't see that. I saw the, a young lad come on Looked a little bit bright, but didn't. I'll be honest with you. At that point of the game, yeah, he probably wasn't involved as as involved as he should have been. But I don't also think he put that much wrong. Like I've seen bad performances and players, and we've seen players like Jolie Lescott come on and just stroll around the pitch. I didn't see that initially. Maybe with hindsight, that's what he's done it for because he's been. He looks a bit unfit, but I don't understand how a nineteen-year-old can be unfit. So that's why I'm wondering if there's something going on that we don't know about. And I know you say maybe we shouldn't know because it's about the club. But I've got a question in the decision. If there's something going on behind the scenes, especially with January coming up, you've got an asset there worth X amount of million pounds. You've just... Like, even if they were getting rid of him in January, right, you've just lost half of his transfer fee there because everyone knows now that that lad's going to want out. It's Ferguson, obviously. Is he but he shouldn't have brought him on. Touchline, no. oh, I, I, transfer fee's just been I know he doesn't care. I know, I guess... He's caring about the points in the team. I get that. Way, I get that. And I can see... I can see the benefits of the decision. I just wonder why he brought him on the first place. Because I, I think, you know, I, I think if any other manager, really I think if any manager, I think if Guardiola does that, I think if Mourinho does that, I think if Klopp does that, I think, I think no one questions them. They're lauded for the the decision. I think, I, I, do you know what? Like, do you know what? Like, I remember Mourinho doing it years ago when he was first at Chelsea. He made three subs in the first half mm. because his players weren't performing. Klopp did it. Um, he, he brought Lovren off once when uh, Liverpool were playing. Um, they were playing Tottenham, and uh, Tottenham, got, Tottenham beat them. No one questioned it. Mm. Why is Ferguson being questioned? I mean, obviously the main reason he's being questioned because Keane's being brought on and then subbed. You know, eighteen minutes later, sure, I just, it was. It, it, at, the, at the end of the day, for me, he's thinking, "I want something from this game. I need, I need eleven men on the pitch who are doing what I'm asking them to do." Or Aren't look who, who, who look fit enough because if you noticed after when he brought Nias on for him, Calvert Lewin took the place of Moise Keane on the right hand side. Mm. Yeah, and it was it was Nias who went went up top then and ran right. Yeah, and no, I, I do get it. I don't completely disagree with the decision at all. I can see it, and now with hindsight, yeah, it worked because we got the point and all that. I just it's just this young lad, this Moise Keane, something isn't right because. How, how many? T- it happened against Watford. They got brought off at half time, and we all thought it was. Harsh. It's happened again there. He started two Premier League games out of how many? Just, uh, I just really. From I'm the outside int- looking in, it I just want to know what it is. Yeah, because problems, he's not yeah. looked that bad. I mean, we're we're obviously before Calvert Lewin recently. For we're a club uh, that this season have had strikers struggling to score goals, and this lad who's come from Juventus is not even getting a sniff. And I don't know. I, I didn't. Maybe this now I understand why, because there's something going on off yeah. the, behind the scenes. I mean, it was the substitution itself, which obviously people are jumping on and are saying, you know, we yeah. shouldn't have done it. It was out of order. You know, my opinion, whatever Ferguson thinks is right as the manager, then right. he's entitled to do. But it was Ferguson's reaction as well, wasn't it? He, yeah, he there was no warmth. Livid, was there or nothing? Absolutely just livid sort of... the key. You know, I've heard a couple of people say, well, okay, fair enough. If you're going to make that decision, then that's fair enough. But maybe. Pat him on the back, do something. Shake but, his hand and explain I, to the yeah, player. I, I don't know, but 
but you're in the 88th minute of a game no, where no, you need to pull. So you're not going to go, listen, mate. I'm not saying a while a game is going, going on. on. And but man, a man, his job as a manager, if he was to keep the job permanently, he's there to manage the club. He's not just there to manage one game. He's got to, you know, if he does that every week with different players, you're going to have a mutiny. And I'm not, I'm not saying that that's the case, but yeah, at the moment now, he's seeing it because he's there short term and you're completely right. He's done it for the sake of the game and it's worked wonders. But if he's going to be a long-term manager of Everton, he's, maybe he has to look at my management though because it can't happen all the time, that. I don't think it would. I, cause I, 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 think he's got, I think he's got that team or the vast majority of it running through brick walls for him. Yeah, yeah. I, and I yesterday, mean, what, yesterday what, Moise Keane obviously did something where it was... Because he changed his team, he's changed his tune, didn't he? he? He had that interview with Sky straight after, and he went, "I had, no, I wanted to bring another striker on because I've, that's all I had left on the bench, and I wanted to, and to I kill wanted time, to, 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 to kill time." And then and that then, was the reason. Wasn't and then it? he was interviewed. I think it was the match of the day interview, where he was like, "He didn't look up. To, he, he didn't look up to the pace." So there's, there's there's your problem. He didn't look up to the pace, and he wants players who were running. You know, like I've just said there, who were run through brick walls. walls for him, and. If I'm Moise Keane, I'm thinking to myself, why has he just done that? Not so, maybe so, not happy about it, obviously, but... You are going to be annoyed, why is it, Why has he just done that? Do you think Ferguson's not, obviously we don't know, but surely Ferguson's are going to have spoke to him last night. You'd like to think, this or, or this morning, first thing in training, so, yeah. there's a, an element of man management, but we don't know this has we'll, happened. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Per, per, perfect, perfect, you know what, perfect thing to do, right? I'll tell you what, Dom, you have a rest tonight, mate. Moise... Well, I was going to say, what are the odds that he will start against Leicester? Say, you, say what if you if you think you're worthy worthy of playing for this team, you go out there tonight and prove it for me. Yeah, we'll play you up front. We won't play you on the right. Yeah, we we'll play you exactly where you want to play. We'll Dot. play you alongside Dom. We'll play you alongside Richardson. Yeah, we'll give you the partner if you want. Because they're playing yeah. a lot of football at the minute. So yeah, and then we've got a game on Saturday and then Thursday and then Sat. Is it is it Thursday the Boxing Day game? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Thursday it's Thursday then the 29th, isn't it against Newcastle? Right. Okay. Um, I mean, one thing that I just found strange, which I've never really seen before, <coughs> I have seen interviews on the pitch, but straight after the, the final whistle, Sky kind of like collared Ferguson and like brought him to the middle of the pitch and then kind of just ushered him over to the Everton fans. And his emotions were clearly running high. You know, I, feel, I felt Sky just jumped on him there and he gave the reason that we wanted to, to waste time. But he's not going to come out and slag Moise Keane off, is he? He's not going to, like, straight away, he's not going to come out and go... Oh, he's an absolute disgrace. He wasn't doing what I told him to do. Yeah, you know, he's bought himself a bit of time. Yeah, yeah. And he said, listen, you know, I brought him off because one, I needed another striker on the pitch, and two, we just did it to waste time. But I found the, the interview after the game very, very strange. And it's a fanfare around him. Yeah, it? I don't think that was fair on Duncan. There was no. a, and, 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 and leading on from that, though, there was a few Janos. Um, who said after who said after it? I'm really critical of Ferguson. I was like, I'm gonna minute. It's almost like, all right, mate, you've had two 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 good results. Not the knives. I don't know. We need to try. We need to. That, this that, this is my perception of it. I no, I, I personally don't think the media like Everton. Well, the no. mainstream media don't like Everton. It's no. like you. I, certainly, if certainly if Klopp had done the exact same thing, people would be going, Oh my God, what a manager! What a decision that was, without a doubt. If it was Klopp, you know, and this this is it. You, you they're looking for they're looking for. You know, at the end of the day, all they're going to show you, right, should have beat Everton yesterday. We had one fit midfielder. Yeah. One, and, you know... He's not even fair choice, is he? And he wasn't even asking, and he wasn't even, you know, no one jumped all they're going to show you on the pitch, did they? No. It's like he's playing... He got a free pass, didn't he, yesterday? You know, uh, and... 
I mean, they've just beat Man City and Tottenham. United, you know, the and then flapped it against us. Nice bit of bit of form, run of form. You know, so I, I think the knives are out for him yesterday, Ferguson. I think it was massively, un, you know, massively Building unfair. Up to down is yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's 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 the right term there. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to the last segment then. Injuries are now piling up even more. Obviously, I think Dean don't know what's the full extent, but he obviously went off injured yesterday. Mm. Davis looked like he twisted either a knee or a, something. I thought Mina looked like he was injured as well yesterday at some he point. He always looks like he's injured on Mina, doesn't he? <laughs> he, he, run, he runs weird. So, <laughs> it looks like he runs through treacle. <laughs> we have got, obviously, a very important game on Wednesday, Leicester City. Um, Duncan's been confirmed already that he's going to be in charge. So what, what does he do? I mean, just talking there, Leicester have got a massive game themselves on Saturday against Man City. They, are they going to prioritise Champions League football over a Carabao Cup win? You'd think so. You'd think so. I think I think you could see changes on both sides on Wednesday, to be honest with you. We, we I think we'll play the stronger of the two teams. Full strength, I think I think we'll play the stronger of the two teams, but I do think full like strength's gotta be. I don't think we've got any other choice really when you think about it, when you think of the injuries. It's, 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 this is bigger than the United game. This is the biggest game of our season. It's the first time we've been in the quarterfinals for a mm. few years now. There's no excuses for them resting. I know you said before, like giving Anthony Gordon a chance and like that, but no, I I'd keep as much of the team against United as you can. I wouldn't even put Moise, you know, contrary to what I said, but I wouldn't put Moise Keane back in. I'd make him work to get back in. But, uh, you know, if we've got to go well for Leather for that. I don't think Leicester will make as many changes as you think, you know, because they haven't had that many games because they haven't been in Europe compared to the other top teams. So I Are think you, they'll look at City. Sorry, they, I think on. we'll look at City away. They will. And they'll probably see that as a bit of a free pass even. I think Brendan Rodgers will be sat there going, you know, We've got potentially Liverpool could be going out if they don't get past Villa. Then you look through to the next round. This is, could be their best chance of winning the Sophie this season. Same as us. Yeah. But from a Brendan Rodgers point of view, you know, Carabao Cup or Champions League football, he can get both. Though, can't he? I mean, Leicester are quite rigid in what they do. They, they very rarely, you know, chop and change the players. Do they? Mm. They played, you know, a large group of the players like quite continuously yeah. throughout the season. So. Um, who is it of Pickford and goal and just to stick with Pickford and goal? I think your back four. I think your back four stays the same as it can. Maybe Sidibe coming for um, yeah. Col- for for Coleman. Maybe Obviously Baines is probably. Or keep play. Coleman in and play Sidibe on Saturday against Arsenal. Yeah. Um, and then Baines will probably play for um, instead of Dean because that's just that's just enforced. Your midfield options are dead limited unless Gilfie Sigurdsson's fit or Delph can prove their fitness. You know, Sigurdsson was sick, wasn't he? So there might be, you know what I mean? I think that you might see like a bit of a chopping and change there. You might, I think Allgate will still sit, but I think you might see Gilfie. Tom Davis needs a rest. Yeah. I think that's one that, you know, so if Gilfie Sigurdsson's fit, I'd happily see mm. Tom Davis, um, um, Tom Davis rested. On your wings, keep giving Bernard games, get him back match fit. And then... I think he's been poor the last couple of games, Bernard. will be on the right, maybe. And then will be on the right. And then... Ideally, I I'll be um, I will be in the middle. I do, but in a four four better. in a four four two, I yeah. don't think you can get four back in the middle. And then, and then your top two, Richarlison or and Calvert Lewin, Lewin, definitely. Yeah, but again, it wouldn't surprise me if he if he randomly threw Tosin in there. Well, Tosin apparently there was something about him, wasn't the walking straight down the tunnel when the final sub when the ass come on. I saw some information that said that when the ass was brought on as the final substitution, the Tosin. Before the game, he just walked right down the tunnel in a bit of disgust, no. you know, because maybe maybe he's thinking, God, there's four strikers on the pitch here, and <coughs> none of them are me. Do you get what I mean? But yeah. I can't see how that. Chances it's toast and hard, you know, too many. Well, 
not saying he's a bad player, but he's had chances and he just he hasn't taken them. Yeah. And he he wasn't that type of player to bring on. No, definitely um, not. On Sunday afternoon against United, he he's not the type of player to be running around all over the place. As was as it was, Nias was the perfect player because we Absolutely. he's a headless chicken who just a bundle of energy problems, just runs he? around. <laughs> okay, then. Well, that is the end of this week's view from the Gallagher Street fan podcast. As I always finish. Let's watch this space with Carlo Angelotti. Um, Fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed. Obviously, we know Ferguson's going to be in charge against Leicester, but we could have a new manager, a new permanent manager in place for Arsenal. Certainly by, you would suggest, Burnley, Newcastle anyway. <laughs> um, so, lads, Rob, thanks for coming on. No worries, mate. Ben, thank thanks you for, for having me, mate. Cheers. Um, and thank you for listening to The View from the Glass Street fan podcast on the Royal Blue Acast and iTunes channel. You've been listening to The View from the Gladys Street podcast from the Liverpool Echo.